Welcome to Who Is That Girl, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each original, what, each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. This week's episode is Season 3 Finale, Graduation Day Part 2. We'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, and we'll be saying some farewells to some beloved, may I say, very, very important characters. So, spoilers bound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, possibly even other shows or movies, Daniel, Stacia, I'm not going to say goodbye. If we make it out of this, I'm just going to go. There's just too much to... Thanks, I needed that. Hello, we're back. Oh my God, it's been so long. Daniel, say hello. Hi. Stacia, say hello. Hello. My name is Kelly, and we are here today to talk about the season three finale. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that originally aired on July 13th, 1999, called Graduation Day Part 2. Did you know it was written and directed by Joss Whedon, of Joss Whedon fame? He'll actually be back first thing next season for the freshmen, so. Really? Yeah, I know. Right? The freshman's actually not so bad. I like Sunday. It's a fun episode. The one after it's a little, even with a roommate, I don't know, whatever. I like season four, but I'm getting ahead of myself. What happened in this episode? Does anybody know? No. Mm, let me tell you. We pick up right where we left off as two-part episodes are wont to do, where Buffy is just still on the roof after she stabbed a knife into Faith. Sorry, the knife into Faith. And she jumped off of the building. We do a really cool cut to uh, the mayor, who's distraught because he can't find Faith anywhere. And Buffy, having failed to deliver Faith to Angel because he's in a really bad way, goes back to the mansion and says, I fucked up. You're going to have to drink me, which is an awkward line to say the least. Gross. Uh, he does. Almost kills Buffy, so he rushes her to the hospital, where lo and behold, Faith is also there in what will be a like six-ish month coma. And the mayor is sitting vigil by her side. Can you sit vigil if they're not actually dead? Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, I don't oh, know. Sitting I watch over her prone uh, coma body. Anyway, they have some words, they being the mayor and Buffy and crew, and he's basically like, I'm going to get you. And then we go into a montage about little battle plans. We've got bad guy battle plans. The mayor's going to do the commencement speed at graduation. Whoa, what are the odds? Good guy battle plans. We're going to blow some stuff up. Although we don't really know that yet. We're just weapons, weapons, weapons. Giles, weapons. Did you know? Weapons. And then we do it. We go to the commencement speech. There's an eclipse. Thanks for that. Eclipse. Uh, let's let vampires fight too because Angel's important. He's also a superhero. Wow, super uh, convenient. The mayor turns into a giant snake. The demon Oblacon, we've been waiting for, for a while now. And uh, they blow him up with a bunch of manure. R.I.P. Sunnydale High School. We knew ye well. And the mayor's dead. Mayor's gone. Faith is in a coma. We lost some other people that we'll talk about along the way, but that's basically it. Good guys won. It's all, oh God. <laughs> oh, the mayor's snake face transformation is, it's a beautiful thing. The whole, the whole, all of it is great. So, no real first in this episode, but there's a couple of little fun facts, I guess. Uh, we could talk about the air date itself. It was supposed to air on May 25th. We all know the earshot was postponed, which we still haven't covered yet, because that still will not air until uh, September. But this was actually postponed as well, which is crazy, because like four weeks, uh, the Columbine uh, shooting happened four weeks before this episode was going to air on May 25th, and it still got pulled anyway. And like, I, it's in a world where, in, in America, where we still have shootings all the time it when we like barely take a, a beat to, to deal with that because then we might have to do something about it uh it's crazy to think that this episode which doesn't even deal with gun violence in any way was postponed for um a whole month 
or actually also they did it two hours before airing so it's like wb executives are like what do we do what do we do what do we do time is running out ah we can't do it we can't Ah." pull pull the episode oh god oh my god and the air bear candy and said which i'm like that's a great episode but i'd be real pissed well and so apparently people were mad they were sending in letters like fuck this shit yeah everyone yeah it drew so much attention to the show it ended on a cliffhanger. Faith got a knife through her. Oh, I mean, no one cared that. about that. They just wanted to. Some of us cared about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a fun fact, I guess, or a fact. It's a fact. Yeah. Bootleg the puppy, said Joss Bootleg Whedon. Bootleg the puppy. I wonder if The I Bootleg need. Series, Volume 2, Graduation Day. <laughs> Bootleg the puppy, colon, Bootleg the puppy. Uh, the Principal Snyder is the second principal to be eaten alive. Oh, Famously, God, yeah. Principal Flutie was eaten by Xander. Well, not eaten by Xander. Sorry. Everyone else in the pack ate him because that way we can still think Xander's a good guy because he didn't actually eat Oh, he like Everyone dramatically left the room, right? Well, he went to go rape Buffy instead. Right. Yeah, so. Famously. Better. <laughs> God. Um, actually, there's a first. First vamp kill for Cordelia. Oh, yeah. Good for her. Uh, when all the melee is happening on the steps, she... Uh, Clutch. First finale without Joyce, although this is only three, so it's not that. Amen. <laughs> you know what? But she took Buffy's advice, or rather, command to leave. And, oh, God, that's nice. true. I didn't even think she did actually listen. And Good job, uh, Joyce. Six. <laughs> she could. She could. But no, that the rule is five. Uh, yeah, right. We have rules, okay? Right. And we all know the numbers cannot be fudged or forged. No. And the mutant enemy yeah. monster at the end of this episode has a little uh, mortar cap on. That's what they're called. Did you know that? Did you know graduation day? Graduation day. Graduation caps are called mortar boards. Mortar boards because they're like uh, maybe I did. But... The people that do masons, they're uh, the stuff you know they put the mortar on. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Oh. I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. I think that you can make an argument that the first half is better, yes. but we'll talk about the reasons that may or may not be the case. Do you know what did you think about this episode? This episode is not as good as the other one. There's not a whole lot to talk about. There was a war sequence. War. Tiny war. <laughs> tiny Just war. a tiny little baby war with a big old snake. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It, it's incomprehensible why the mayor is at graduation and why they're fighting him. And they didn't... I guess that he can't be killed. I get that. But, like, I don't know. You could all just be ready with your weapons out and, like... I don't know. How did he not know that they were going to fight yeah. him? Maybe like they, they knew, right? Like I think he was betting on there's no way they could actually physically overpower him. Like, sure, they'll they'll try to fight, but what are they going to do? If they don't have a what volcano laying around. What are they going to do, bomb around? the school? Of course right. not. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Yeah. That makes... Yeah, they don't have a volcano. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was good. I Honestly, like, I kind of enjoyed watching it, but it was, you know, for all the Joss Whedon stuff, you know, like, it it was just kind of whatever. Well, I mean, it was like the dialogue was punchy. There's a lot of dialogue was punchy, but there wasn't a lot of it. Even with the war stuff, it was a lot of war. It was. Of course, that's it. We'll attack him with germs. Great. We'll get him cornered, and then you can sneeze on him. No, no. We'll get a container of Ebola virus, and and um, or it doesn't even have to be real. We can just get a box that says Ebola on it and um, chase him with the box. I'm starting to lean towards the hummus offensive. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> and Mostly war- Daniel shaking his fist for anyone. <laughs> well, I'm just imagining Xander on the ramparts. I mean, uh, that is just like the worst thing in the world. And the fact that it was like, you remember when you were a soldier. Ugh, ugh, I die, mean, we do callbacks yeah. to that uh, forever. Uh, I know, but this was like the first, right? It's just, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. That's season two. 
Yeah. Well, no, and that's when we we already called back to that. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Stacia, what did you think about the episode? I don't really like it. As far as season finales go, it's kind of meh. And I don't famously, historically, don't like uh, the dream sequences. So that scene with Faith when she's like counting back to 753 or whatever. 730. 730, waiting waiting for dawn to arrive is no that's not what she says that doesn't happen until restless oh my god so what did she say little sister is coming or something that doesn't happen until goodbye iowa or this year's girl sorry this year's girl see there's multiple dream sequences where we talk about and it's all tedious and i hate it yes okay that's fair you guys graduated high school i didn't do that uh do you have commencement speakers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, but is it usually just like the valedictorian or whatever? No, no it's like a random. A valedictorian. I mean, haven't you like uh, Amy Poehler did a commencement speech? I, think I thought for, it was like, for Harvard. colleges. Yeah, we had like our high school. We had our representative but, come. Yeah, I mean, I think you still yeah. usually get someone who speaks and talks about like your future is so bright. Go okay. out and change the world. I just didn't right. know if they did it for high school too. I knew they did it for colleges, yeah. and they would get like random celebrities for a lot of different places to do it. Like. Uh, yeah. Anyway, today is our centennial, the 100th anniversary of the founding of Sunnydale. And I know what that means to all you kids. Not a darn thing. Because today, something much more important happens. Today, you all graduate from high school. Today, all the pain, all the work, all the excitement is finally over. Now, what's 100 years of history compared to that? My God. You know what, kids? He's going to do the entire speech. Maybe the Man, just ascend already. A damning indictment on a season finale. Nah, I got nothing to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, it's kind of so bleak. Just to you know, yeah. recap, we got season one, the master, who is like, like the stereotypical bad guy of bad guys, right? right? right. Like I'm the. I'm if you have one season, bad. he's a great like first season. Yeah. This is the stage. What's going on? I mean, if we're really sp- to have a super vampire on a show where they're still still vampires. vampires. I think it's great. I mean, like that is yeah. if we're going for the especially with the superhero archetype, it's like yes, that is well, prophecy girl. Yeah, I mean, famous totally great. So I mean, and he's also the only big bad that actually killed Buffy. So there's that too. That's true. Yeah, because Glory didn't even kill Buffy. No, Buffy killed herself. So you mean Ben? You mean Glory? You mean Ben? I mean Ben. Wait, do you guys think that maybe Ben is Glory? (laughs) Wait, what are you talking about? (laughs) Ah, jokes. That's the worst. Uh, And then we had Angel, right? So, I mean, that one, obviously, emotionally. Yeah. Super damaging. Oh, but I'm better. I'm better. Better. I mean, that was the the opposite. Uh, One I thought was weaker. Two was great last season. Yeah. But now I really liked one, Mm -hmm. and I don't really care for two. Really? I mean, it's just, it, yeah, the, the, yeah. This is this overall because I rank both of these together. It's oh, gonna I'm be... sorry. I thought you were talking about the episodes. Not, sorry, mm. I thought you were talking about the season finale. No, no, I was no. Like, the finales. Ah, well, okay. because they're both joint. They're right. they're combined. These That's last true. Two becoming seasons. part one and two, and then we got graduation department. Right, and so they've swapped which one I've enjoyed more. Last season, oh, yeah. the second one was better. It just everything was That's happening then. Yeah. yeah, and so this one, every everything happens here too. But it really, in the end of the day we were much more emotionally tied to angel. That's why the emotionality of two of season two works so well. I don't, I like the mayor, but I don't really, I don't give a fuck and I don't give a fuck about faith. So their fight and all of that, we resolved a lot of stuff in, in episode one of this. So and, um, and like when he showed up in the library and all of that, like it was good stuff. Oh um, yeah. With the, the, the uh, fencing sword through the heart. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Good shit. But like this whole, like it, it just makes no sense why he would be that. Like you really have to suspend a lot of disbelief. Uh, and like Snyder got fucking killed. He should have fucking sure known better. Did. It's unbelievable. Why should've would this guy better. be like, 
doing stuff as wild. Yeah. We lost a great character. No, I mean, no. we would have seen him because they go to college, but still. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We could have weaseled him in. And he oh, does show up in Restless. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's probably why it's so powerful because he's gone. Like, it's cool that he's dead and he's in a dream. Not that we usually have a lot of structure on this show, but I want to be a little more loosey-goosey and just kind of have conversations about it because there's not there isn't weirdly enough for season finale like you just said isn't a, a whole lot of content my brain isn't really functioning on the higher levels it's pretty much fire bad tree pretty uh speaking to dream sequences though i don't i don't have a strong feeling about them one way or another however the dream sequence in this episode specifically i think is one of the best scenes in the whole show Whoa. so I, Whoa. so strong words i know i know a cat turns into a comatose girl that okay that's a little jarring but i still i like the I, idea of it so the reason why i like this scene so much not only i think the the music is like perfect because it completely sets the entire tone of the scene but i think that i've realized the battle doesn't matter to me it's not interesting to me uh it's everything that that leads up to that the decisions that the people are making i think that it gives us stakes i think that People are going to die like they think they're going to die. And that's not just, you know, specific to this particular finale. That's every finale, basically, for Buffy or, you know, shows writ large. It's like if you're going into a big battle, it's, you yeah. know, people are, are going to die and they're willing to do that. So I think that the the choice to do it, the things that they're feeling in those moments, the things they choose to do, they think it's their last night on Earth. Like, you know, Willow and Oz have sex like that's a big moment. And it's like. All those things are so much more important, and and there's something about the way the music is and the conversation they're having, where it's just like this acceptance. I feel so. I feel so guilty. Guilty. Well, things are so terrible, and everything's coming apart, and I'm just. In some ways, this is the best night of my life. Best. As we go on, Buffy becomes less and less human. And I think that this, not only are we going to leave high school, but we're leaving like a lot of things behind. We're leaving, you know, Faith and the mayor were, were just season three characters, but it's still like Buffy had to kill a part of herself. We've been doing this over and over through this season where it's like, I'm you, I'm you, but like we just made different choices. And like, I don't know, there's something really powerful about her being like, this is, this is the end, right? Like, and then human weakness that faith says that's the thing and sure in the moment it's play on his human weakness which is me and that's how you'll get to him but i think that's a theme of the show too it's like you're straddling that line of what being human is having friends having connections is what makes me strong which makes me a different slayer than kendra than than, than warriors but it also as time goes on it, it does become a weakness for her and she sees it that way it, but she could feel it tearing away but she cares less and less that it's gone like by season seven and eight she's just a military general she right. just like all that seems to be gone and I, I think that this is such a cool little like prophetic way to, to show that and I don't know I just love it a lot I think that it really emphasizes for me like especially when the music turns right when she's coming out of the dream you know what like faith touches her face and are you ready and I think like that line are you ready mm. and then she's echoes yeah I'm right like for war like I'm ready yeah. for war and I think that it's such a cool moment. The, the music turns too. We get this big brass horns coming and that's like really ominous. Like, like we're building. We're about to fucking do some shit and we go into our little battle montage. And I just like, that's the show to me. That feel, that's the fantasy moment, right? Like not only are we in a dream, which is fantastical, but we're doing a little bit of prophesizing with the Dawn. The Dawn's not really in this so much, but her dying. So that's what it's supposed to be. Now, I never believed this. 
because supposedly the 730 thing is 730 days from this episode to when Buffy dies. It's not exact, but like that's what we're supposed to believe. Um, so between this and the gift, 730 days. And David Fury and Joss Whedon actually confirmed that on a season five featurette uh, coming Dawn or, or something like that. That like it's about Dawn as the character. So this one wasn't specifically about Dawn with the exception of the Miss Tuffet reference, like Little Miss Muffet or something, because mm-hmm. a crazy guy calls her that in season five. And then also when we do uh, the sequence in This Year's Girl, she says something about... Um, be back or Tara says be back before dawn and restless but then also in this year's girl faith is like we're making the sheets nice for little sister gotta get ready for little sister so this one doesn't explicitly reference dawn but it does supposedly reference the gift and i always thought that it was bunk that they just kind of retcon that idea but joss and david fury said that that was a plan all along so that's pretty cool that they were sowing the seeds of buffy's death and i, I don't i don't discount that that was an idea of joss to do was to kill buffy at some point um again and, yeah again why do we <laughs> yeah. keep forgetting that that's true <laughs> yeah Charles, I'm 16 years old. I don't want to die. I, I, I mean, I guess you only forget because it, she was dead for 30 seconds, and we resolve it within the same episode. Versus when she dies at the end of season five, we have a whole, you know, summer Is break, and, and we have to literally resurrect her. Is that's John Snow gone? Yeah. <laughs> hey, the show that will not be named. But speaking that's right. of, that's the same thing too. So, um, not to to talk about that show, but. The episode before the battle for Winterfell was so much better. I mean, like the battle was beautiful and amazing, and like Buffy can't obviously compete with that. Their battle sequence. Xander was, is your general. Yeah, I it can't compete. But it was cute, and it's like it was nice in its own little way, right? But that was so less interesting to me than all of our yeah. friends hanging out and talking yeah, sure. about like we're willing to do this, and like yeah, we got you back, we're ready to go, and. Your your passion for this dream sequence is palpable. It's I more like a minute and a half. Yeah. I certainly didn't feel that because for me it's just it's just faith and a dead faith and you can see the outline of a cat. That's all I got. <laughs> so what do you think about the dream sequence? I well, my only when I thought about the dream sequence, being generous, I was like, Oh, this is really getting us uh, for restless, which I really love, mm-hmm. but they've really overestimated how much I care about faith. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was my biggest, that was my hang up really. So everything they're saying is just like, I get it. You're, you're sort of like, you're the muted character. You're what's actually on the inside of faith. You're chill. Yes, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. But that's not true. Cause she's a fucking murderer. <laughs> and also it's a dream. It's not real. That's not exactly. actually anything. So it is someone's, uh, this, what Buffy believes you and Buffy are probably the same and that I want to believe there's something inside of her. So when she's having this dream, she's imagining the faith that's inside of whatever, whatever this dream sequence is, but it's not her literal, you know, what faith is right. going into her dream nicely to tell her some truth shit or whatever. But then what does she do when she comes back from the coma, tries to kill Buffy immediately. So, I mean, that's fair. They're invested in trying to make faith, work and i get it because season three has been rough at times so shit so you have to you have to make it work and this was how they tried and i think that it softened the character a little bit at the end and it makes you sort of like let it go as you take out take down the mayor or whatever but yeah she just turns out to be a monster right? murderous little fiend did you see what you did to my faith hadn't made plans to weep over that one well, I'd get set for some weeping if I were you. I'd get set for a world of pain. Misery loves company, young man, and I'm looking to share that with you and your whore. <laughs> well, <laughs> looks like somebody's been eating his spinach. The dream sequences in Buffy and this one 
always feel like complete bullshit. They don't mean anything and you can read into it if you want to, but that's always true in every scene. But the reality of it is, is that Faith is saying gibberish yeah. and Buffy is responding like she understands, which she doesn't. The only thing Faith actually says is, you know, focus on his human weakness. I think it would be a more satisfying scene if Faith then dies, but she doesn't. Mm. So it's really tedious. Um, that would be an, an interesting path. Because I, I watched this, and I watched this after I've seen Grey's Anatomy. Oh, shit. And I don't know if this like, comes to mind Grey's for you. Grey's Anatomy? No, just, no. you're saying like you watched Buffy the series after you had seen I watched oh, Buffy oh, the series gotcha. after I had seen the early seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And Grey's Anatomy is a show that is like hyper-realistic. I mean, not really. Obviously, the, me- the medicine's kind of like bunk. But, you know, like, it's meant to be set in reality. You know, this like, we're in Seattle. We're real people. We're real doctors. Like, the idea is that. The fairies crashed. But every (laughs) once in a while, they straddle this line of fantasy where one of the characters almost dies. And they go into this weird dream state where it's like they're in limbo. And they talk to people who have died. And I find that a lot more satisfying even though you're like ripping this show that's based in reality away from it and saying like there's this other area here that we're like not really explaining but you get a moment where Meredith almost drowns and she sees her mom and when she wakes up and she survives she finds out her mom's died and there's a scene where um What's her name? The blonde one. Catherine Heigl. Yes. Catherine Heigl. Izzy. She almost dies. She has cancer, right? She codes and she's walking down the hallway and the elevator doors open and she sees it's Danny and she sees George. George. She sees George. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. Danny. Who's the, oh. that's the one who's on walking dead. Oh no. She, she sees him all the time. That's, all right. that's like her hallucination. Right. Uh, but so she codes. So she's like, she's essentially dead, like Is medically George dead. dead? Yeah, he yeah. so she's walking He's down the hallway. Dies. The door is open. Mm. George is standing there in his full military armor because he just said that he was going to go be a doctor for the military and he was going to leave and he wanted to save oh, lives. Shit. And he sort of like reaches out his hand, I think, for her and she walks in the elevator with him and the door's closed. Mm. Uh, whatever. But then she wakes up. She ends up surviving. And we find out that George does die. He was in the hospital the whole time, but he was so mangled from saving someone that he was hit by a bus that no one could recognize him. Yeah, it's very dramatic and sad. In yeah. Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> in Seattle? <laughs> in Seattle. But Wait, so <laughs> the whole point of all of this is like, I feel like Grey's Anatomy goes into this dreamlike state where it's like, the dream actually means something when you get out of it. And that's why I struggle with this. Like, I guess you're oh, okay. So it's speaking to the gift, which isn't even exactly 730 days. So like, I don't care what you say it was. It's not actually reality. The reality <laughs> is it wasn't 730 days. So like, shut up. <laughs> if you're going to give a specific number. You should be specific about it. Well, when your shit gets preempted because of a Columbine shooting, you know, it's not really your fault. I don't think that had anything to do with it the gift. Right. The math <laughs> just can't be right. Yeah. Right. So that it just... Also, so it's they frustrating because it feels like the dream sequences in Buffy are always completely removed from the show. They're irrelevant. You can take them out and nothing changes. And that's why I'm, I struggle with them. Whereas like in Grey's Anatomy where we get these dream sequences, they actually mean something and they matter. And you see the characters like processing grief yeah. and it like changes in the real world. And so it's frustrating for me with these like her talking to fate that doesn't mean anything it's for irrelevant. for the record just for bookkeeping purposes so the uh graduation day part two was supposed to air on may 25th mm-hmm. the gift aired on may 22nd so they basically just said that we know it's gonna be two years because apparently they knew they wanted to kill her at the end of season five 365 plus 365 is 730 so that's why 
Anyway. Those, that to me is silly. And like putting in the little references, they didn't know and they went back and wrote it. They didn't retcon it per se. Right. But they certainly didn't. The John stuff, I think they I had, don't, they didn't know. Yeah. Because again, I and I think Restless does this too. As much as I love that episode and it's going to be a top fiver, it, I love it because of the staccato rhythms of the dream. But whenever you start to like put out prophecy and stuff, if it doesn't pay off, it's, it sucks. Hey, it's Mr. States the Obvious. Well, I'm a faith apologist. Uh, and yeah, clearly. Yeah, it, it's something about the music really just like... The music is great, and I did note that me. as well. The yeah. music was fantastic, especially during the war. It's just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Christophe Beck really know. killed it. Just take what you need. I'm like, I oh, mean, I thought it was so interesting because you were like, <laughs> this sets the stakes, and I'm like, does it? Like, I didn't... All the things you said, like, I didn't take any of that away from I think that it's, scene. It's I didn't just get the apologist. any of it. This, if, if you love, yeah. if you it, love faith. But I, I mean, I, I think that... It. I get it. That, I mean, maybe this scene doesn't evoke that for um, for anybody else, but the idea of getting ready, like, the, this, the moments before, the, the penultimate moment to the battle, I think, is way more interesting than the battle. Just carte blanche. Just yeah, sure. Not on this show specifically. Just all the... All, all forever because yeah. battle sequences are cool they can be really neat especially when you have a ton of money but like but you want the post battle you want the pre-battle exactly you want to know what was the point of it right. battles are all the same you want to know who won but in, in, in a way it doesn't even matter who won right. you just want to know what the i want to know what happened we're friends well i feel like that's yeah. why graduation day part one is the stronger episode because yeah. that's where you deal you with all that. the emotional stakes right. and then here it's just cleaning up the actual well, obviously we have to fight a big snake, so let's do it. You're nervous? Only in a terrified way. We're gonna make it through this. Are you sure? I sound pretty sure, don't I? Yeah. Well, I must be sure. The other really impactful emotional scene I thought was the scene with the mayor when we first get to the hospital with Angel and we find out the mayor's there and he's like, oh shit, Angel's here and goes fucking crazy. And even before that, when he's on the rooftop and he's like, find her! Like, because I love me some unhinged mayor because he's so, he's so calm and collected that yeah, like sure. we made a point to make sure this guy is leaves the beaver all day, every day. So when he snaps because he loves Faith so much, it like, that's, that's the stuff, man. Well, even that's after what I want. Angel punches him, he like gets back up. He's like, You'll regret that. Yeah. Or whatever. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm going to be a big fucking snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, whenever I think about that scene, all I can think about is Angel bringing in Buffy, I think, and the doctor. She's Y'all been doing drugs? drugs? <laughs> <laughs> She's clean. Tell me what happened. Something better. I don't know what. Okay, I need a rabies shot treatment. Any allergy? No. Just help her. You two been doing drugs? You want her to live. You're going to have to be straight with me. She's clean. <laughs> I mean, I think the worst part of that scene, I, the worst part of that scene is when the mayor is trying to suffocate Buffy and oh. she's struggling and then Angel sort of pushes him aside. Don't do that. Oh yeah, that's right. That's and, right. No one, and no one cares. And then he's like, oh, I do that or something like that. <laughs> no, the nurse though, she was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And did not raise an alarm. Like, you just go outside Sir? fucking boom. <laughs> Sir? Yeah. And he just calmly Are walked you murdering out. murdering her? <laughs> yeah, the these dumbest line you could possibly say is, don't do that, not get away from her. Stop. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> don't do that. Because it's wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway. Anyway, so you're, the, the point the you mayor. wanted to get was the It's mayor. really important, and it's got a lot the of gravity. The having feelings. Yeah. <laughs> 
that scene was nothing but gravity all the way through. There was no funny business at all. Yeah, no, I, his unhingedness was really was crazy. He went wild, which was interesting. Uh, the chances of the two of them being next to each other ridiculous, and just trying to kill her was unbelievable. That, I mean, like, I don't no doubt that one. Sunny Sunnydale General is like two rooms. They have a university. A cot, they have but... a university. Yeah, since, yeah, we got to stop pretending this isn't Santa Barbara because it's Santa Barbara. It has a university. Weren't we in the hospital before? Oh, we've been in the hospital yeah. a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Killed by death. Famously. Killed by death. Right. My favorite episode. They were in some waiting room. There's people. This yeah. is a real fucking hospital. So there's going to be units and Faith is not in intensive care anymore. She is what they would say out of the woods, right? She just needs, she's in a coma, but yeah. she's not like, he doesn't need active surgery. Buffy and her would not be in the same no. wing. Especially in like this unit. weirdly attached, like I can just walk through the suite. That would not happen. No. But. So I hate that. So about stakes, you know, that's what I think. All about stakes. The the dream did for me was give me some stakes. And it's because the kids, like not only is, but it's Buffy's job, right? And by extension that we've come over the last couple of years, it's also the the rest of the Scooby's job that like they've taken up the mantle of being world savers. So they know what the stakes are. They know that when they go into battle, they might not win. They might die. But the fact that the rest of Sunnydale High was like, Fuck it, we gotta do this, man. No one can do this but us. Like, it goes back to the bananas ooze band candy situation, you know, where it's like, where are the fucking adults? Why aren't we trying to get anyone else in on this situation? It's gotta be the kids because the mayor's gonna be a graduation, but we can't tell anybody because, oh God, gas leaks. And what if we pretended that, like, gingerbread never happened? And, like, we, for a second, we almost had clarity in the city of Sunnydale, but we just let it go. I believe the uh, subtext here is, is rapidly becoming uh, a text. There's a certain um, dramatic irony attached to all this. Uh, synchronicity that borders on, on predestination, one might say. Fire bad, tree pretty. So those kids, I would being say. the only line of defense, were willing to all die for it, and some of them fucking did. Yeah. And that's... That I think I don't know why the dream sequence set that up for me, but like just watching it, it just I think that's what it is. Tonally, I was just like, these kids are gonna fucking die. They're gonna die, or they at least think they're going to, and they're doing it anyway. And I just think that that was really powerful. Like if you let yourself into it instead of being like a little jaded and cynical, which is easy to do because the show is goofy. Like I will give you that the show is goofy, but like I don't know, it just got me, got me in, and I was like, man. I would say kids. it's undercut because we didn't have your shot and the prom gives her the class protector, which she does protect them a lot. But Jonathan giving her that, I, I'm I'm sure that it feels better when you watch your shot and see all of that drama. And then Jonathan and then it's yeah. Like, and then we get to this where the kids are. But yeah, I don't know. It's, You're absolutely all we, right. All we that. get is like the class protector. And that's why. I mean, that is the buildup. Otherwise, like these ki- kids coming out of nowhere. But we know that they have recognized Buffy at, mm. in the prom. So that's that's a good enough setup. But I think it would have been well served with earshot. So I didn't start watching the show up. live until the very beginning of season five. I think is when I actually caught up. Because I, I'd been watching the reruns on FX. They were syndicating it. And I caught up right before the beginning of season five. So I watched earshot in yeah, order. Like in order. I had that context of it. And when I think about the show, like you can't not think about Because I know earshot happened. That episode is way more important than I thought it was because you could really think of it as a filler filler episode. Not only for the class protector shit is it important, but Larry is a fucking character. Really? So he was only in six episodes and Earshot was one of them. And part of the story hinges on him. And like, let's move into our farewells, shall we? 
because I think that's wise. And we'll talk about air shots. So we'll yes, we can we're maybe, still going to do air we'll, shots. We'll but. deal with that when we get to it. So, starting with a little bit of lightheartedness, Snyder. Oh, yeah. 19 episodes. Can you believe it? He was in 19 episodes. Snyder was an MVP, and he deserves the burial of a king. <laughs> <laughs> Took over from Flutie all the way oh, back in season Flutie. one. So the puppet so show. That's the first time we ever see Snyder. Oh, my God. Can you yeah. believe? Famously, is that the only episode so far that's had not a an ending? Uh, we oh, play yeah, the, the theme song, after. and we have the after. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, what is this? Or what, what well, is they're this? just doing the little scene. <laughs> yeah, but then he gets the last word. Which is like, I don't get it. What is it? Avant-garde? He made band candy great, personally. I think oh, that yeah. he was the star of that. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, you dropped like a spaz. She whooped you good, huh? I can do that. I took Taekwondo at the Y. His hatred of his students lasted until his last breath, right? This is not orderly. This is not disciplined. You are my campus, buddy. And when I say quiet, my predecessor, Mr. Flutie, may have gone in for all that touchy-feely relating nonsense, but he was eaten. Kids today need discipline. It's an unpopular word these days, discipline. I know Principal Flutie would have said, kids need understanding. Kids are human beings. It's the kind of woolly-headed liberal thinking that leads to being eaten. The big pinhead librarian didn't show up, and I don't want to do it. You do it. All right, fine. I'll do it. Everybody expects me to do everything around here because I'm the principal. It's not fair. People can be coerced, Summers. I'm no stranger to conspiracy. I saw JFK. I don't think Mitch needs his comb right now. I think Mitch needs medical attention. Here you go. Thanks. Okay, what's in the bag? My lunch. Is that the new drug lingo? No, it's my lunch. You can't keep her out of school. You don't have the right. I have not only the right, but also a nearly physical sensation of pleasure at the thought of keeping her out of school. I describe myself as tingly. Buffy was cleared of all those charges. Yes. And while she may live up to the not-a-murderer requirement for enrollment, she is a troublemaker, destructive to school property and the occasional student. And her grade point average is enough to... I'm sorry. Another tingle moment. I don't see how you can be so cavalier about a young girl's entire future. I'm quite sure that a girl with the talents and abilities of Buffy will land on her feet. Why couldn't you be dealing drugs like normal people? There are things I will not tolerate. Students loitering on campus after school. Horrible murders with hearts being removed. And also smoking. R.I.P. Snyder. Next, Harmony. Yeah. Only in seven fucking episodes. Can you believe? Because she feels like she's been... thought I saw her. her get eaten. She did. Sure. She got her neck mm-hmm. chewed on. It's good. Not, it was nice and subtle. I'm glad they didn't like they didn't overdo know, it. They, yeah, that actually was pretty cool. That that was they, very just, people are just dying. People, yeah, are, it's yeah, just, just going on. True. It's a battle, you guys. I mean, I legitimately, if I was a viewer, would think, "All right, I'll never see that girl again." Mm. When why would you think that? I, if only. So, if we are including the pilot, which we shouldn't, because it doesn't count. It's not canonically part of the show. Uh, she was only in seven episodes, but remember, we had that little fun fact way back. I don't know when. Uh, Harmony is the longest running character in the show besides Angel. Longest continuous. If we're talking about just the TV shows between Buffy and Angel, Harmony is the longest running character besides Angel that makes and, it through. And Buffy? Mm-hmm. 
because Buffy ends at season seven and Angel continues for another season and Harmony's oh, in that last right. season. Oh, right. I in see what you're saying. Time, yeah. yeah and, and I thought you meant as a character period because I'm like, Buffy's still in the yeah, comic. The, <laughs> <they're> also, <laughs> and she does have her own comic, but Buffy's still around. Yeah, if we're just talking about the continuous like TV shows between the yeah. two of them. Yeah, wow. And Cordelia dies before uh, Harmony. Incorporeal God being. She's not dead. She's an incorporeal god being. But then she, but then she dies. Don't I don't. She does she die? die? Yeah, because she's in a hospital bed forever, and then like she like dies. Faith? Yeah, they really did her fucking dirty. But I'm sure I'm gonna try to get into that when we uh when we get yeah, there. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I'm mad, at, I'm mad about that right now. Yeah, what Joss did to her. Uh, R.I.P. the mayor, Mayor Richard Wilkins the third, founder of Sunnydale. <laughs> Only in eleven episodes, but gosh, did he make an impact? Probably. He was great. The exception of the forgiv- unforgivable, well, gosh, the best. The best. Oh, unforgivable. <laughs> well, gosh. So where do, would you, while we're talking about How there, does a snake talk? Whoever thought that was okay. Josh Whedon. I, oh my God. Who thought that needed to be there? Uh, I was reading a little interview about um, one of the crew and they were, oh no, I was reading an interview from uh, Harry Grainer, the guy who plays um, the, the mayor. And, is it Harry Grainer, Henry Grainer? Whatever. He was saying that they made this really, really elaborate suit for the transition scene where he turns into Oblicon. And it had like a million cutaway parts and each part was attached to a string so they could do this cool effect where it was like, boom, basically he exploded into a snake and it didn't work. He was like, they were just pulling on me and pulling on me and pulling on me and nothing happened. The sun was coming up and you know, he's like, uh, that school, Torrance High School is a real school. The students were going to come in and we didn't know what to do. We only had one second to get the shot and they did it in a green screen later. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> That's so much work. They tried to do more of a yeah. practical effect with it, which I respect, but it's just like what well, we ended up bad. with did not age well, unfortunately. But they could have done that anywhere. That it, Why did they it have to do it there at the time? Was it like, like I don't know? Ooh, that's a good question. It, because I doubt we it. can't really do apples to apples on that, right? Like, so like, well, I guess we could with other TV shows. I didn't with watch te- TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Cause with the budget, do, you got yeah. budget to budget. Because like Men in Black came out in '97 or something, right? I would yeah. say that the CG in that's better, but they they sure all the money. Yeah, it's definitely better. Yeah. But it can't be that much better. But like, what else would be going on? I don't know. I'm sure like, uh, what's one of the sci-fi Dr. Shows? Quinn Medicine Woman. Yep. Yeah. Ton of CG on that guy. <laughs> that horse is fake. Uh, Not Battlestar Galactica. The other ones. Star Trek? Stargate. Yeah, Stargates and Star Treks. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Any of those, I probably, I bet it wasn't great either. I mean, I've only looked at those shows for like one second each. But anyway, it didn't age super well. But it's not as bad as I remember it. I mean, him transforming is awful. No, it's only bad if you okay. no, are like every, me. No, the whole thing is bad. Pedantically. You're being nice. It's bad. If you pause it and watch it happen, you're going to be laughing your head off. <laughs> but that's not really fair. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's not good. They do their best. But I, it's not fair to do that. Well, R.I.P. the mayor. And R.I.P. unnamed female student eaten by Oblicon. R.I.P. three students killed by vampires. And R.I.P. Larry fucking Bladell. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, so. Unsung. 1999. I can't think of another, like, gay character on a TV show that wasn't Will and Grace yeah. or Ellen. Like, it, the fact that he was gay and they even said it on the WB was fucking amazing. And in Earshot, there's a whole fucking scene with him talking about how... because. The plot of Earshot is Buffy can hear people's thoughts. They think there's a killer in the school, right? So they're interrogating different classmates to figure out who might be the killer. Well, they think Larry might be a werewolf. So Xander is going to have a conversation with Larry about being 
Uh, wait, no, they don't think Larry's a werewolf. I'm sorry, that's a different fucking episode. I think that's phases. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, they think Larry might be the killer, and so Xander goes to talk to him about like, you know, you have secrets, and mm. you know, just he's like, I'm out, dude. I've been out. What are you fucking talking about? My grandma's setting me up on dates. I'm so out, and like, important, important. So when he dies trying to fucking save the world. He's a fucking important person, and he just gets his net broken with a fucking torch that won't light, a flamethrower that won't light. Hey, it's, it's a cool. real bummer. You get none of that. None of that matters. He's just Larry, the guy we saw in five episodes, four of which he was sexually harassing Buffy. Fuck that guy. Who cares if Larry died? I I care. That's right. I fucking care that Larry died. It Larry's sucks. Great. One. Do we ever say Larry's name again? Larry's gay. Two. Larry's dead. Three. High school's kind of over. Oh oh. That's the last the last thing we ever get. That's that. That's that on that for Larry. Pretty good stuff, though. That's a good line. I like that line. It's too bad. Anyway, Larry. But Amy's back. <laughs> Amy, Amy is back when that happens. It's a it's a huge bummer. Thanks for being out and proud all the way back in 1999 on the fucking WB of all places. Uh, R.I.P., buddy. You try, You died trying to save the world, which is fucking he huge. Did. He did. He did his own little way with his flamethrower that didn't work and He's they probably blew him up after the fact anyway. Back so in like, the comics. So you know who good. didn't fucking pull their weight in this episode? Buffy goddamn Summers. I'm just going to say it right now. You remember this? I took it from Faith. Stuck it in her gut. Just slid in her like she was butter. You want to get it back from me? Dick. <laughs> She Buffy who, who brought who the did, snake in? Did she or did Giles kill him? Ooh. Just saying. Ooh, who, who pulled the trigger? Yeah, who did all the stuff? Mm. 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 I mean, mm. she's the one who led him into the school. She is. She's the one who came up with the entire plan. Guys, I mean, she was the one who knew how to bait him. Everything hinged upon the knife. She was also missing half of her blood volume. <laughs> That's, That's true. <laughs> That's true. Who knew that the knife was going to be that fucking important? Oh, I did. That is some silly ass shit. Uh, we, when you stop, we introduced it three episodes ago. I mean, it's silly it's really as important. Fuck. Yeah, that but was I, some a little bit of groundwork they laid. They mm-hmm. needed to groundwork that in episode one. Because come on, man, yeah. it's just a cool knife. It's really but funny you needed that to it became wait such until a thing. She was evil. You also needed the dream sequence to be like, how do you get them to know? <laughs> That night. Yeah, oh yeah, that was also the little flash. Whew. Yeah. So anyway, great sequence. Otherwise, great episode. Get stupid. <laughs> uh, and I mean, that's it. That's it. That's the whole episode. We have the battle, and that's it. But I feel bad that Larry is dead. I'm gonna miss him. That's. I feel bad that Mary's dead too. But we'll talk about that in our season recap. We'll talk about some bad guys. Where we're going. Where we've been. Uh, I'm going to take this ep- this opportunity just to... And it's a little early, but I'm just going to say that uh, we're a real podcast. You can find us at Beat Me Pod everywhere. Instagram, you know, Twitter, those places. We can also find a playlist with music that's been in every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that's available on Spotify, as well as any songs that we might play during our episodes here that will be Beat Me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans. Season three! And then also, if you want to... You can uh, come back to join us in a couple of weeks. Now, I know the whole shtick of the God Dang Podcast is that we... Sorry, I'm so sorry. Gosh Dang Podcast that we do is that we uh, have our episodes... try. We do our best to have our episodes air on the air date of the original series, right? However, I don't think it would make any sense for us to do Earshot 
after we've done the season recap and I want to do the season recap and Earshot doesn't air until September 21st, 1999, AKA 2019. So we're going to do Earshot a little bit early so we can do our season recap a little bit early. So be on the lookout for that. If you're not subscribed to our podcast anyway, what are you doing? Do that so that you don't miss an episode because our shit's crazy irregular. So thank you. Let's uh, do some uh, yelling. There's not a whole lot of yelling. You know why? Because this episode's great. Not a whole lot to yell about. That's right. You agree. You agree. That's what I'm talking about. I kind of wanted to die a little bit at the very, like, I think it's like it's the cold opener, one of the opening scenes when Buffy's trying to save Angel and she says, drink me. Oh, it's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. Yeah. Well, it's just good to know that when the chips are down and things look grim, you'll feed off the girl who loves you to save your own ass. Uh, the slow-mo when Buffy and Angel uh, fell on the floor while they were while he was feeding on her. Oh, yeah. especially especially terrible Oz Oz Golden we'll definitely have to talk about him in our little recap because everything he says is magic just like you we, too huh we attack the mayor with hummus we attack the mayor with hummus everything he said in this episode fantastic you might as well just say pretend I said all those things just going back to that same scene <laughs> Angel's feeding on Buffy she grabs and smashes a metal vase which was conveniently within her reach and then as she's about to pass out she just kicks a coffee table over <laughs> in half she like kicks it yeah, in half she, like, right like it flips in, in the air and, like explodes like, weird grunting sighing and then just kicks the table in half and i just can't handle the whole thing you know at first i thought it was funny that you were like fuck this scene in particular <laughs> I, the, all i have to say is about this scene but now you know what i agree because not only <laughs> not only did all the things that you said happen but then the sound that he makes uh-huh. when he's drinking is the same sound my dog makes when she licks her butthole and it's just like <laughs> It's <laughs> so disgusting. It's disgusting. Really disgusting. Gross. And yeah, okay, so we're we're talking that Angel is such a pretentious asshole that he has a special carafe for his fucking water that's made out of like fancy metal that he sits on his This guy, what is his fucking life? That's all I gotta say about that. Anyway. Daniel? Well, I moved into this mansion. It clearly doesn't fucking belong. So the carafe is definitely <laughs> left over. Oh yeah. But the city doesn't want to take the this last fucking real estate person house. to like stage that house left all that shit in there. Speaking of Angel. When someone says darkness follows and Angel's replies, that puts me back in the game. <laughs> That's right. When we're doing our little battle prep. Oh, Holy God. shit, I hate that. Besides, it's Buffy's and she's Slago. You know, Little Miss likes to fight. Where'd the cat come from? I feel like the cat seems uh, real important in the dream. We've never seen the cat before. Uh, right? I mean, God, we've no. been in Faith's apartment a couple times. I don't know. Oh, there ain't no cat. Don't, I don't, she got a no police cat. station. You don't need a cat. Cat's relevant. She doesn't. Okay, look, cats don't need a lot of care, but like. Who's cleaning that litter box? Do you think oh. Faith has a maid? Faith probably has a oh, maid, God, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. There's no way she's picking up her stuff. Uh-uh. All right. Um, Snyder says what every graduating high school senior wants to hear, which is, <laughs> you all proved more or less adequate. Follow Iconic. Up. Follow <laughs> up. This is a time for celebration, so sit down and be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, every, every, every line he says before uh, he dies. On top perfect. of that, I mean, the commencement speech by the mayor was... I, it was enjoyable when he was going. I mean, obviously it was all coded. You know, ascend to a higher oh, level sure, sure. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed. I it was a nice last gasp of a, of a really iconic character doing mayor stuff. I well, mean, that whole speech was a very mayor, uh, straight mayor. You know, yeah. real mayor, not the fucking uh, Ovalcon. Ovalcon, yeah, yeah. But I also think that uh, nothing will ever be the same. Yes. A lot of fans really fell off after season three. They didn't like season four at all, and like. Oh. It's because it, it does. It just changed it, a lot. Yeah. I mean, everybody's very desperate, and like I think that this is a good little 
encapsulation of that moment. His speech is pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's like good. everything's going to change. You you know, enjoy this moment while it lasts because yeah. you're about to all be eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, but not really. Just Snyder. Just Snyder. Who is paying for Faith's medical care? Now, obviously, the easy answer is the mayor, right? But once Ooh. he dies, which is immediately, who's paying for that? Now, it could be the Watchers Council, but as soon as she wakes up, they're like, let's kill this fucking girl. We hate her. So it doesn't seem like they would <laughs> do that. But then it begs the question, why not just fucking kill her while she's in a coma? Uh. Mm. But I guess they don't really go off the rails until she escapes. Like theoretically, if she would have woken up, they would have probably just taken her prisoner. It's not until she beats a girl up, steals her clothes, and then goes on a, like what would be a killing spree that they're like, "We gotta probably stop this." They're very lenient it. towards Faith, so they're probably like, "That coma's gonna mellow her out." Well, do you think that that coma's <laughs> gonna mellow? Her. Do you think that maybe the mayor set up like a trust for her or something? Like he well, maybe he's got real good insurance, and yeah, she's like an employee, and she's on it somehow. Yeah. Right? Like, well, because he adopted her, and he must have. Off screen, because he's secretly a dad. That's right. To, but not secretly anymore. Surprise! Congratulations on well, not graduating because you don't go to school. But my graduation <laughs> gift to you is that you're my daughter. But he didn't get to say it because he's a snake. Because he's a snake, and he, and he said, "Oh gosh!" Instead of going to the hospital to say, "Faith, you're you my mean daughter." So much to me. <laughs> Here's my snake mandibles, Faith. My, I love you. You're my daughter. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, the Wesley Cordelia shit is distressing. Oh, God, we didn't uh, talk about the kiss because oh, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's so, it, I it's, think it's perfect. Like, the way it is, it's just exactly it all, And it all really works out well, given what we know with Angel. It, it, again, these are beloved characters, for me especially. But uh, it's distressing. Wesley showing back up was ridiculous. Uh, the council stuff, it just begs more questions about the council and about anything. And just, I don't know, it's all too convenient and really stupid. So, yeah, kind of all of, that's why this episode is not as great as the one that came before it. Because it's all too convenient. He shouldn't have kissed her because it's gross because he's like, I she's a adult. child and he's an adult, adult. and that's gross. Uh, but thank God they were like, this They're is filing awful. books away. Yeah, it's really Like, bad. what are you doing? The world's coming to an end. We're about to blow up this place. Yeah. You're putting books away. Uh, the ascension thing, standard standard procedure for an ascension. What? No one's ever fucking said that once. You would think of the volcano book. They were like, also, eclipse. No, how do we, how, what, 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 it's so standard that we should know about it, but we never know about it. That's great. I imagine at the end of it all, Giles, post-battle, found an unperturbed box of diplomas. An individually, <laughs> That's right. That's individually, right. not just a Buffy, because fuck that shit, individually walks around, finds every single one of the people and gives it to them dramatically like he did for Buffy. That's what I want to imagine. Every a, single character. Little, like speech. And then on Larry's grave, fun oh, little yeah. speech. Oh, little speech to harmony. But he needs to do it for everyone. Otherwise, fuck him as a librarian. (laughs) You are an employee of the school. You need to respect all of your students. Do not show favoritism just to Buffy. No. What should have happened is there's a like end Easter egg scene after the end of the credits where Buffy goes to open her diploma and hang it on her wall and it says like Ashley. Oh, yes. incredible. It's like That'd not hers. Or it's Larry's. Yeah. And she one tear, single tear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's even better. Because then it confirms that Giles would definitely not, for one moment, interact with another human being to give anyone else their fucking. Although, Ashley, we can cut to Ashley getting her diploma and Spuffy's. And then she like throws it away. Oh, yeah, we could do that too. That'd be good. And then oh, we would just know Ashley? in our heart that Giles actually didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I do want to say that scene. Uh, 
you know, after the battle, Buffy's looking around, like, where's Angel? And Xander's like, oh, you know, I think he left. But then Angel just, like, appears out of the mist. And they just stare at each other for the longest time. And then he just turns around and walks away. And she's like, oh, no, he's we, gone forever. We didn't talk about that, too. So, I mean, the Angel leaving thing was ridiculous. But I don't know what else you do. Yeah. I, you know. I mean, okay. he could have been, like... It's been good. It's been kid. good, girl. Give her a backpack and walk away. I mean, that, well, that's why we See had you in the... six episodes next year. Yeah, yeah. That's why we had the line about, I'm, I'm just going to go. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he should have just left. Like, yeah. the fact that he stands there and stares at her for a really long time, and then is like, I'm going to fade into that mist. Well, I think it's because we need to know. I don't know. Well, yeah, because the promos for Angel would have already been Aries. I was going to say, as a viewer, we need to know that Angel's alive. Also, come on. It's just But Xander said that. Like, happened. why can't we just leave it at that, which is kind of unsatisfying. Angel actually did what he said he's going to do. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Angel It's probably necessary in the end. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be drinking tea anyway? Tea is soothing. I wish to be tense. Okay, but you're destroying a perfectly good cultural stereotype here. Do you want to do the watches? And we'll do our rankings? Yeah, the watches are tough, so you'll have to help me out. Xander button on Tink Top Watch. I didn't see it. Do not believe so. Uh, it's graduation day, so we're not going to be as casual. Maroon jacket watch, yes. It happened. Not only the real one. We have yeah, absolutely. It was gorgeous. Red leather <laughs> pants as well. We did. We're in yep. this episode. Um, oh, one of the dudes was also wearing a red leather like when they pan down to the guys that were coming in once fighting, the eclipse happened? Yeah, one of them, who, no, it was a vampire fighting angel. Yeah. So not only do our friends get to use the red leather jacket, but oh, also vampires That's and nice. enemies, exactly. Yes. Uh, was Giles mean to Oz? No, no didn't no. didn't notice it. Devin Watch, Man, he already graduated, so. I mean, yeah, he, well, he, yeah, he would have, right? He would have, he would have yeah. graduated last year when Oz was graduating. So that's a no to Hoffman watch, which is like a slash Anya watch. No, she no. just legitimately bounced. She left town last We'll see her next time. Sandy watch? Nope. Oh, God. No, no, no. that was a thing. Michael, Amy, Wicca, goth watch. Not a whole lot of goth anything. Not a whole lot of Wicca much. No. Um, no magic, in fact. We did mention Amy on this episode. We did, because but not, you yeah. brought up Larry, Larry stuff. Yeah. Uh, Books a million. No. The Kepler volumes. Mm. We do. Wow, see? That's what I mean. So the Kepler volumes. Yes. I don't remember in what context they were mentioned. I'm assuming when we're in the library and we're doing our war planning. Wasn't Kepler the... Wasn't he the guy with the sun? The, Isn't Johannes the radar Kepler or whatever? Kepler? Yeah. That's Doppler. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think Kepler wasn't he the one Doppler. that did the isn't there a, the sun? a video game called Kepler Space Station something? Okay. I think it's Kepler K I P P L. Oh, the Kepler volume. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Streets ahead. No, no, no streets. I'm so yeah. Uh, we're, we're gonna have to heartbroken with yeah. the streets thing. We're I gonna have to leave. Even. I know. We're gonna have, we're gonna figure that out this summer. We're gonna figure out what's going yeah. on in the streets. Giles' most dangerous KO of the show. Still, Gwen Post bludgeoned. <laughs> In Revelations. Revelations. And officially, I guess we'll wait for Earshot, of course. But Mm -hmm. it's about to be retired. So we'll start again fresh next year. Uh, But that's the watches. So only the red leather jacket, I think, was the only real watch. Oh, my God. I mean, that volume volume is still up for debate in my mind. So Maybe that's where Wesley pulled out the uh, well-known fact that ascensions only happen during eclipses. Fuck Wesley. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I mean, I don't know. That was something? It only happens during eclipses? Jesus Christ, we know when eclipses are going to happen. Get fucking ready, yeah, people. Just assume anytime there's an eclipse, you're gonna have a big ass snake. Oh my god! Then they should have known. They would have known even more. They would have. But the four pages, <laughs> they mattered. <laughs> Guys, take a moment to deal with this. We survived. 
a hell of a battle. Not the battle. High school. We're taking a moment. And we're done. All right, I think it's time to rank this sucker. I would say for the last time for the season, but that would be a lie. Mm-hmm. Willow Hacks, we talked about the net, as we just discussed. There's no magic. There's, there's no, no hacking. Magic. There's no computers. There's nothing. She just fucks, and that's <laughs> it. Do not. Never again. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Well, I can't, you know, it's always, you know, I think it's always he, right? You know, he Fox. That's the thing. It's the Jared thing from. But it could be anybody. But it can be her. Yeah. yeah Willow Fox. All right. All right. Uh, Joyce, thanks for not showing up. It's a five. Giles, I give him a nine. Didn't get knocked out. But he's wearing a three piece suit. He loves Buffy. He saves the world. He blows world. up the library. Blows up the snake. Place in the world. Yeah. Good for him. He, uh, you know, ferrets out what we think is Buffy's diploma. Cannot be confirmed. Although I never thought that for a minute. Thanks to both of you. Uh, Big Bad. R.I.P. The Mayor. Ten. Yeah. Snake is clunky. Unforgivable well, gosh. But he does eat some people, which is cool. He gets the real mad about great. faith. Yeah. <laughs> speech is great. Give him a ten. Are we open with him being mad? At the window. But yeah, I thought that was a beautiful transition between Buffy like leaving, mm-hmm. where you could almost feel like, oh, they were only seconds away from seeing each other. I don't think it was supposed to be no, that, but, but I thought it was really very, very well done, yeah. Relationship goodness or badness, 10 of 10. Everyone is on board. Everyone's trying to do we the have right weapons. thing. Yeah. Where the where did he source all, all of those weapons? Because Xander was getting the flamethrowers and shit. I understand that. I mean, unbelievable because of his military training. <laughs> I, let's, let's not dwell. But I don't think that the army... Or whatever, the Air Force, and... Navy, whatever. It, yeah, bow and arrow. I don't think we're doing that, no. personally. I don't think we're doing weird double-sided axes. I don't think we're doing that. So where? Where? Anyway. But everybody was great. Everybody loving each other. Except for the Willow parents Fox. loving their kids, because they don't. Yeah. Parents ran away. They're going to be like, what? They're, did you guys see the eclipse? Like, no, we were <laughs> fighting a snake. We blew up our fucking school. Oh, you just, missed the headline. I just ran straight home, and then I started watching the TV. <laughs> apparently because i don't care that my child is left behind to fight a snake demon that i ran away from none of the parents went for their kid they just ran away mm-hmm. yes they did we uh, gotta talk about this more this is this is terrible because well, there would have been parents there right theoretically wasn't there yeah in the back in the back where there was a whole group of I people you didn't really notice because you just basically would see the kids and all the, they, the they just run away jesus Man, so many No, 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 no. You're totally right. And I I mean, and it would stand to reason, even if they didn't show them, that parents would be at graduation. Famously, Buffy was like, don't come to graduation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So all of these parents either died, which I don't think they did, or they they all ran away. Or uh, the only other possibility is that the kids told them not to go just like Buffy did because we're going to fight a giant snake and we're all going to die. And their parents would have must have been like, okay, what? (laughs) Still, you're a bad parent. It's bad parenting. Man, Sunnydale. Parents of Sunnydale, always a bad look. Never a good look for them. Uh, episode specific. I had a tough one with this because I was basically going, but the entire scene of the dream is great. That's the thing. But I'm, Not I opted for, uh, I'm ready. For what? War. Because I think that, that was, bam, moment. So that's 49. 
puts it number two for the season, mm. which I'm wow. sure that you guys think is very, very high. Uh, that'll be behind Graduation Day Part 1. Oh, wow. That's my number one for the season. But, I mean, we haven't done Earshot yet. I don't think it's going to top it, but it might. Earshot's a great episode. Yeah. I'm excited to do it. I'm excited for Earshot, too. So, yeah, Graduation Day Part 2, number two for me for the season. Stacia? Nice. Um, I'm going to rank this uh, kind of in the middle, 23 out of 55. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, for an episode where not a whole lot happened, considering. I was low for a finale though. Part right? one, part one was higher then. Yeah, part one was nine. Okay. Oh yeah. shit! There you go. That's so it's below Inca Mummy Girl and Gingerbread, <laughs> and above Dark Age and Once My Land Part Two. The shame. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I probably should have put it lower, but I saw Dark Age in it. It's just, like, it, it. <laughs> it just ruins my that's a good ranking point right there. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I tried to be more generous with this one because it is, it's a great, and it's finale, two episodes, two hours of content. Blow up the school. And, and one was, was really, really high. I don't know about yeah. like a top tenner, but this one was bad, but it wasn't that bad. It was fine. It was fine. So I'm going to put it at number 37. For the combo. For the that's combo. that's how you do the, the two episodes. Yeah. So both of those together, 37, if it was just one, I think it would probably be a top 20. But but it also wouldn't have the the finaleness of it. Like, right. I think that it's important, you know, because you know what's coming. Uh, so so putting the two together, yeah, I think it's it's a really good good finale to com- com- combined. Yeah. I think it's wild that it was two months off of in real time. Like if I was a Buffy fan, I would kind of lose my mind. Yeah, like, that's so long. Is it because especially after a great episode and then having to fucking wait? Earshot's one thing, like a rando episode, you don't know what's coming, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, did I miss something? Uh, it doesn't really matter. Class protector, eh. I've seen Jonathan before. Eh. You know, you can you can pass that away. But like, man, <laughs> if you're fucking ready, especially if you're at your house with your popcorn out and two hours yeah, they just like, Oh, band candy. Uh, I guess we'll watch it, but fuck I'm pissed. I mean, can you imagine if they did that with Game of Thrones? Where they're like, instead of playing the finale, we're gonna play an episode of uh Six Feet Under. <laughs> I mean, not just like a sure, random still, yeah. season three, episode six of Six Feet Under. Yeah. Like, just sort of <laughs> the most random episode. People would be and this was 1999, so you know that those kids were getting up, dipping their quills into the ink, writing out a fucking letter to fucking Dear Warner Dear WB Brothers. executive. <laughs> they know their name. They know who it was. They had to look that shit up. Like, in the phone And book. where? Where? What do you even... I don't book? even know how people exist. Like, we lived in the 90s. How did we not die? Like, I don't understand. I think book. it's because our parents were taking care of everything. Oh, that's yeah, true. Okay. That's true. I mean, I, Mom, Dad, I do what's remember the, the painful <laughs> moments of the 90s where you'd, like, have to call your friend and their parent would answer and you'd be like, can I talk to uh, Susan or whatever? It's too late, Stacia. Don't call this late. <laughs> and they're like, you mean, may I? And you're like, may I talk to her? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll never call again. <laughs> and if your friend was supposed to meet you somewhere and they didn't show up, it's like, I guess I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll find a payphone and call someone. And you're on the phone and you're like, I can hear you breathing, little brother. Hang up. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, technology. Good times. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's it. I think that's that's yeah. season three finale. Done. Season three, not done. Season no. three finale done. Uh, like, so we'll be back soonish for Earshot. I can't tell you exactly when. That's what, up to you. 
to figure that out, you dear listener. I'm putting the onus on you for listening to our show. Thank yeah, you so much for doing want, that, by the when way. When you want your shot, it'll show up. Yes, yeah. But only if you want it, Pat. That's why you got to stay subscribed. Stay in that feed, man. Yes. Uh, and then we'll do our season three recap where we'll talk about what, you know, what went down this season, what we're looking forward to in season four. You'll try to convince us once and for all that Faith was a good character and well worth the investment. Mm, stay tuned. Stay tuned mm. for that. It's going to go over well. But uh, until then, thank you so much again for listening. Stacia, I would like you to say goodbye now. Goodbye. Daniel. Goodbye now. God damn it. Goodbye. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, wow. gosh, no. Gosh damn it. Ain't no sunshine in technology, no holiness in God. Magic in the industry of peace that's built on bombs and I believe in everything. That don't mean I'm not wrong. Ain't no sunshine in technology. Crazy is such a strong word. Let's not rule it out, though.